Welcome to Victory Church of His Presence Sermon of the Week. Enjoy this new message from Pastor Brian Gibbs. I'd like you to grab your Bibles if you would. Go to 2 Timothy, 2 Timothy chapter 3. I know tomorrow we are moving into day 7 of our fast. How y'all doing? <laughs> Be strengthened tonight. I know. I know. I'm feeling it too. I'm feeling it in my back and my legs. And thankful I don't have a headache tonight. It's good not to have a headache. Right? I'm going to be reading out of the Passion Translation as we get going, just so you know. 2 Timothy chapter 3. <clears throat> we are in a major test uh, right now, aren't we? We are in a major, major test right now. And it's a test that we're going to pass. All that can be shaken is being shaken. All that can be shaken will be continued to be shaken. I want to encourage you tonight to suit up. Suit up. Put on the full armor of God. Are you with me tonight? Suit up. Put on the full armor of God. Tonight, I want to share out of my heart. I've prepared word. I've prepared exhortation. But I want to share out of my heart. I want to share from the Spirit. And I want to carry the Father's heart. Every one of you know, every time I approach, any time, whether I'm home, preaching here or on the road, my wife, who is serving our children right now, she would know better than anyone, I take this as sacred unto the Lord. The Lord called me. The Lord set me apart. The Lord called me to be his messenger. I take it very seriously. Very seriously. Tonight... I want to approach this word, and I'm believing for the Father's heart. I, I just ask you to pray for me, too. I desire his heart to be imparted tonight. And I desire that the Holy Spirit will strengthen you, which I know he will. His ministry excels above all. His ministry is extraordinary. It's beyond explanation. It's phenomenal. But we are in a test right now, a major test in this nation and we are in a test as the body of Christ at large. I believe it's a test we will pass. We are that church that Jesus is building. And he said, because I build it, the gates of hell will not prevail against it. So the Apostle Paul is writing this letter to his son, spiritual son, Timothy, but he's written it to all generations. He speaks to us tonight. He's still speaking from the cloud of witnesses what he wrote by the Spirit of God, moved by the Spirit of God. He's speaking to us in 2021 tonight. I'm reading out of the Passion Translation. Is it behind me? Do we have that, guys? Can you get that rolling? Okay, let's do it. Everybody say, let's do it. But you need to be aware, you need to be aware that in the final days, 
the culture of society will become extremely fierce and difficult to the people of God. People will be self-centered, lovers of themselves, obsessed with money. They will boast of great things, and they will strut around in their arrogant pride, and they will mock all that is right. Wow. They will ignore their own families. They will be ungrateful, ungodly. Listen to verse 3. They will become addicted to hateful and malicious slander. Slaves to their desires, they will be ferocious, belligerent haters of what is good and right. With brutal treachery, they will act without restraint, bigoted, wrapped in clouds of their own conceit. They will find their delight in the pleasures of this world more than the pleasures of loving God. They may pretend to have a respect for God, but in reality, they want nothing to do with God's power. Stay away from people like these. For they are the ones who worm their way into the hearts of vulnerable women, spending the night with those who are, are captured by their lust and steeped in sin. They are always learning, but never dis they never discover the revelation knowledge of the truth. And history has given us this example. This is powerful. History has given us, look, think about Paul now reaching back to the life of Moses. History has given us this example with the Egyptian sorcerers, Jannes and Jambres, who stood against Moses in their arrogance. So it will be in the last days with those who reject the faith with their corrupt minds and arrogant hearts, standing against the truth of God. But they will not advance, for everyone will see their madness, just as they did with Janus and Jambres. I want to read a few more verses. Stay with me. Verse 10. Is it behind me? Let's keep reading. But you, Timothy, but you, victory, but you, victory, you closely followed my example of truth that I imparted to you. You have modeled your life after the love and endurance I demonstrated in my ministry by not giving up. By not giving up. The faith I have, you now have. What I have hungered for in life has now become your longing as well. Man, I feel this like fire in me tonight. The patience I have with others, you now demonstrate. And the same persecutions and difficulties I have endured, you also endured. Yes, you know all about what I had suffered while I was in Antioch and Iconium and Lystra. You're aware of the persecution that I endured there, yet the Lord delivered me from every single one of them. <laughs> Can I just talk to you for a second. This is a radical perspective. You remember what happened to me in Antioch, Iconium, and Lustra. I'll just give you one. Do you remember what actually happened? 
to the Apostle Paul in the city of Lystra. He was stoned to death and left for dead. And God raised him up. Here's the perspective. He has the audacity to say, and the Lord delivered me out of every single one of them. I mean, just put the American church on trial right now. Would we say that the Lord delivered us out of every one of them if we were stoned? Paul had an incredible perspective, a heavenly perspective. Verse 12, don't miss this one. This is big. For all who choose to live passionately and faithfully as worshipers of Jesus, the anointed one, they will also experience persecution. There is an agenda that is set right now against the church in America. Are you aware of it? I believe you are. Our church is very informed. I say that humbly. Our church stays very informed and at the cusp of what is going on right now. There is an uh, agenda set by the, how, how am I going to say this, the, the new so-called leader of America, the president-elect. He's not the president-elect. He's not the president-elect. There is an agenda that is set to persecute the church. There is an agenda that is set by their mouths for a new agenda that within the, the, the 30 days of stepping into a new administration, what they will do to the church. I'll give you one. Just the Equality Act demands every church to be inclusive of the LGBTQ, that they must be able to be on your staff that they must be able to serve in your church and have leadership positions. And if you don't, there will be consequences. I think we're all aware of that. There are things that, by the nature of my relationships and by the nature of national friendships and leaders that I've been involved with, and what a lot of the things that you guys have commissioned me, laid hands on me, prayed over me, and sent me out to Washington, D.C., so many times, there are so many, so many trips I come back and there's so much I'm holding in the vault of my spirit that are completely confidential, that I cannot share and release. But I have to tell you, I have been utterly shocked by the things that I am learning. Throughout this entire day, our team that has been traveling with Dutch... They, we've been writing each other all day long, things that have been released, fresh words of God, miracles that are happening even now. Even now. What, if you're visiting tonight, what we like to declare, you know, many, many like to say the devil's in the details. Well, throw that one away. Our declaration is that God is in our details. That's our declaration of faith. God is in our details, and God is in the details of the United States of America right now. He is in the details. There is an epic warfare being waged for this country. Epic, epic, epic warfare. And this truly is a coup d'etat trying to overtake America, even while we sit here in this church this evening. 
part of my ministry, part of my assignment, as you know, as I've been coming in and out of Washington, D.C., and with many leaders, we have been meeting with civic authorities that are, that are meeting with ecclesia authorities. There has been such grand favor, grand favor, and really to the great, great, extraordinary credit to President Donald Trump for him protecting religious liberties and encouraging the church and bolstering the church by his declarations and what he has done to stand with pastors, to stand with leaders. It has accelerated so much. The Listen, I'm going to share two sides. There is, I, I remember when I was in the Brett Kavanaugh hearing for the Supreme Court. And the men and women of God that came walking through the door, I knew in a moment who they were because they were national people. But their humility to come in and pray and get on the floor and intercede and then go into that hearing and sit. I was one of them sitting three rows behind Brett Kavanaugh, interceding during that time in that filthy barrage and attack. I watched these ministers, just like I did, but national, national voices and leaders take their anniversaries, show up, come, be there five days, pray, intercede, fast, pray. It's amazing what I've seen. At the same time, as we have been on the, the White House property, we've been in other strategic places in the Capitol, I have also seen that visceral hatred, hatred of those carrying the Antichrist spirit and seething against men and women of God being there. Seething over them, encouraging and strengthening the president. Seething over him receiving prophetic words over his life, over the destiny of America. Standing before him and declaring the word of the Lord while others mock and jeer. Listen, they've not, they've not been excited one bit about the last four years about us Christians being right there in proximity of the seats of authority. We're in a real war. We're actually in war right now. We're in a real war. In addition to that, we have been, we have been going to Washington, D.C., warring in the spirit, praying and interceding, taking the dreams and the visions that God has given us and decreeing them and declaring them over the Capitol, over the Senate, over the Congress, over the Supreme Court, over the President, etc. You understand that. I've spoken many times here at Victory about the Black Robe Regiment. <clears throat> that may be new to a few of you tonight. But the Black Robe Regiment, they were, during the Revolutionary War, these were the preachers and the church leaders who literally left their pulpit and went to fight with General George Washington to secure the victory at impossible odds against the incoming British army. I've referenced it many times, and even in Bold as Lions, those of you that have read the book, and I know so many of you have, 
when I referenced the Patriot concerning that, that amazing scene where the, the, the pastor, the shepherd of the house is leaving to go and fight with the militia rebels. And his church stop him. They're, they're in shock. And they say, Pastor, Reverend, where, where are you going? And he turns and takes off his hat. And he looks at them and he says, sometimes a shepherd must stay and guard his flock. But at other times, a shepherd must go and fight off the wolves. The Black Robe Regiment were those pastors who left their church to fight and come alongside General George Washington. And against all odds, against all odds, ladies and gentlemen, against all odds, we are sitting in the greatest nation on the face of the earth because of those brave men and women and patriots, preacher, preacher patriots, and mighty, mighty men that, that put all of their life on the line. Right now, help me, Lord. Right now, especially in this 21-day fast, I am asking the Lord what he requires of me. I'm asking the Lord what is his strategy forward. And I'm asking him what his strategy is for this ministry. I believe we're going to have to be freshly asking that very question over and over this year of 2021. God, now what is your strategy? What is your fresh word? What is your now word? It means we must be very, very flexible in this new year. We must be very flexible. We must be adaptable. We must be changeable. Are you with me tonight? We must be changeable. That's a declaration that we always say right here. We are changeable. God is transforming us. He is changing us. When the Spirit of Christ comes into us, the Apostle Paul, he writes and he says, when the Spirit of Christ comes into you, he said, what will happen is that old things, they will pass away. They will begin to pass away. But behold, all things will begin to come new. You are in a process of things becoming all brand new. You and I are still in this process of being changed and the, the process of transformation. You are still changeable. Say it. I'm still changeable. I am still changeable. I am. we got to be very flexible. And I said last week, and you may need to write it down again. This year is going to require, require radical obedience, radical sacrifice. It's not either or. It's both and more. It's going to require radical sacrifice, radical obedience to the voice of God. I want to be clear about this tonight. The word from the prophets, and even the prophets themselves, please hear me, is not what's on trial right now. The words that the prophets heard, and the prophets, the messengers themselves, they are not what's on trial right now. What is on trial right now is the faith of the body of Christ. It is measured on the faith of the people of God. Hear this tonight. Sadly, 
This is tragic. Sadly, many have already thrown in the towel. They've given up. Many true, true prophetic messengers, true prophets of God, true apostles of God are apologizing, backing up, readjusting themselves, saying that the word of the Lord wasn't true. I'm saddened by this. I am grieved by this. Some of them are friends of mine. I love them. You know what I'm doing? I forgive them. Just forgive them. We do not know the pressures that they're under. We don't understand the demonic attacks against them, their family, so on and so forth. Even the pressures of men to succumb to what others think or what others could think about them. But I will tell you very plainly, my friend, what you compromise to keep, you will lose. This is not a time to be attacking prophetic messengers. It's not a time for that. It's a time for us to stand and stand firm, to stand very, very firm tonight. I don't say any of this haughty, folks. I'm not trying to be the person who puts out their chest and I can do this. No, I'm, I'm standing with God. I have dropped my anchor of my entire life on the word of the Lord. My wife is serving kids tonight. But I will tell you, everything my wife and I have ever done has been by faith. The just shall live by faith. Everything God called us to do, we never had money for. Never. The amount of obedience, the amount of sacrifice that the Lord would require of us to do, can't explain it. Can't explain it. All we did was drop our anchor on the word of the Lord and say, Father, we'll stand on the rock of your presence and your word and your voice, and we won't relent. Let the mockers say what they will. Let people do what they do. I can tell you, you know this very well. In the body of Christ, people come and go. Oh, man, people come and go. People jump ship so fast. Yeah, I don't need to belabor that point, do I? What will happen tonight? Think about this. Here's, here's my question. What's going to happen between tonight and the inauguration on January 20th? Think about that. I'll tell you, only God knows. <laughs> only God knows. But we are at an epic precipice moment, ladies and gentlemen. We're at a very dangerous place. Very, very dangerous there, there, there have been so many times where I wish I could just jump into the pulpit and release and say some things that have really caused, caused me to stand at attention, things that I've grown into. I've been in that just in the last 25 years of ministry, the last five years of ministry, I can't even count how many times I've been in and out of 
Washington, D.C. And it's only been by the obedience unto the Lord and the miracle, the miracle of partners standing with me and Brent to commission me as an ambassador of the kingdom to go. It's been a total miracle. All the dollars, all the flights, all the hotels, everything. It's been a miracle. But when I've come home with the things that I have seen, the people I have been with, people I've never told you who I've been with. We're in a shocking moment. We're in a dangerous, dangerous moment. And we need the interventions of God. Everybody in this room knows. Those of you watching, every one of you knows. Donald Trump is not the solution for the United States of America. He's never been. He's never been our solution. He's never been our hero. I didn't wear in the Trump flag tonight. I stand under the banner of the cross. We don't worship. We don't worship Donald Trump. Those of you that really know my story, I couldn't stand him during the Republican primary. I couldn't stand him. I, I, and I had a list. Ev- I mean, my list was so long to my wife, I would never vote for that guy until I had the most profound encounter, prophetic dream. And I've told that dream many times. I'm not going to belabor that point. You know that. But what happened was is God invited me into what he was doing. And the Lord said, son, I ask you this question. You have the authority to either release your blessing or to hold back your blessing. Now I ask you, what will you do? If I would not have given my blessing and repented unto the Lord, I wouldn't have been in Washington, D.C. these last five years. It wouldn't have happened. But I've been right in the stream, right in the river of what God has been doing in the earth. And I am grateful and I am humble. Now, what we've seen in Washington, D.C., I'm going to speak to it for just a moment. I am amazed, personally, I'm amazed how the masses are being duped. And they are being duped right now by a very dark and sinister theater that D.C. staged. And it is a stage of deception. Remember, Satan is a master deceiver. Master deceiver, master of lies. And unfortunately, ladies and gentlemen, unfortunately, we are in a generation who has a high level appetite for lies and fantasy. But here's the reality we're at an epic, epic precipice right now. We are seeing the unfolding of a true coup. This is an overtaking that's happening right in front of our very eyes. And it's rolling out at a speed that is unprecedented. The, just the censoring that we are seeing right now, just the censoring alone, the silencing alone of what we're seeing... This is the trademark of what happens in every country before a communistic takeover. Now, I'm not saying words to you tonight 
for great response. I'm here to tell you the truth. I'm a messenger. I'm constrained by the Spirit of God. The silencing that's going on is unbelievable. Not even, not even just over the President of the United States, but it's actually it's a silencing of we the people. I was banned today from Facebook, and many of you know that. I was banned this morning from Facebook. Interestingly enough, I wrote this down. They, they targeted me, and they classified me as being a terrorist. Thanks for giving tonight. I hope you come back next week. They have classified me as organized hate and violence. Mass and serial murder and harmful and criminal activity. And I want to tell you what's going on. This ain't about me. This is going on in mass. This is going on in mass. You need to know, too, I'm not going to be silent. I'm not going to be silent. And again, that's, no, no, that's not for applause. That's not me trying to put, no. I'm not being haughty. Those of you that have known me long enough know this isn't something I just flipped the switch on two weeks ago. This is who we've been consistently for over 25 years of ministry. There is a ruthless purge and a siege that is happening right now. But hear me. At some point, at some point, millions, millions of Americans are going to awaken to it. Oh, there's an awakening coming. My friend, there is an awakening coming. And I'm not talking about a renewal or a fire tunnel or hands getting laid on people. I'm talking about the Spirit of God opening people's eyes of understanding where the delusion that the enemy has been selling them comes off of them. This is what you have to decree in this hour. That the spiritual blindness and the schemes of wickedness, the tactics of the devil come off. you got to stay with me tonight. you got to stay. Listen, I, I know that so many are weary. They don't want to hear another word about politics. They don't want to hear another word. Just, just, just hoping life will go back to normal. Don't push your chips over there because it's not going back to normal. We are heading into the crucible. We are racing towards the end of the age. And beyond the scheming and the planning and even, even the, the unraveling and unveiling of an antichrist that will come on the scene very, very soon. Oh, he will have his day, but guess what? King Jesus is going to come and have his way. You and I are living our lifetime. I believe with all my heart. I believe with all my heart. Our lifetime is marked with the grandest, most epic event of human history. He's coming. He's coming just as he's promised. And the nations are his. And the nations are his inheritance. He's the shepherd of the nations. Oh, he's coming. He's coming.
I believe, I believe what is going on right now is both Democrats and Republicans. I hope it doesn't bother you. If it does, I believe they're covertly involved in this coup. In my opinion, the deep state minions, they planned this along with traitors in the White House. I'll say it again. This is a total takeover. This morning, very early, I can say this. This morning, very early, Dutch was able to confirm to our team that President Trump, his entire family, his cabinet's team, all of their communications have been cut, all of them, including their email. Now, you imagine how that feels. You feel like the, 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 the walls are just coming in on you. Let God arise and his enemies be scattered. Remember this. When, it's, when this coup is discovered, and I believe it will be completely, I believe it completely when this coup is discovered, there's over 70, 75 plus million people who are going to be livid. Livid. And it's a critical moment. I want you to listen to me on the edge of your seat, what I'm about to tell you. Here's what you need to remember tonight. You need to remember this. I'm here to help you. I'm your leader. I'm your friend. You've trusted me to be your leader. Hear what I'm telling you. Our founding fathers, they were called insurrectionists. They were called traitors. They were called anarchists. They were called mobsters, rebels, disloyal. But I'm going to tell you, this has always, this has always unequivocally been the intimidating message of those who disdain democracy. This label, the labels I just spoke to you about, they were put upon Samuel Adams, Thomas Jefferson, Benjamin Franklin, General George Washington, many of our choicest heroes. So many of you have been to Washington, D.C. When you stand in those monuments, those heroes had these kind of labels placed on their lives. But listen good. We cannot fear this branding over our lives right now. We cannot fear this branding in this hour. We cannot fear the reviling of men. Real freedom fighters have to arise. Stay with me and you'll understand. They have to arise to, de to defend the Constitution of the United States of America. If you're not comfortable with this kind of language, folks, you need to understand this is where we began. Our pioneers fled Britain, Great Britain, to come here and establish liberty, freedom, liberty for all, religious freedom for all. We have to rise to defend the Constitution. We have to rise to reveal truth, to stand with integrity, and establish real peace. 
And with all my heart, I'm telling you, with all of my heart, I am praying to Almighty God, let your patriots who are true to you arise now. I want to give you a quote from A.W. Tozer. He's one of my favorite authors. He was a man who was so far ahead of his time. He was a man out of time. He was a man who had been possessed by eternity. It's like, it's like it says in Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verse 9 and 10. It says, God has set eternity within the hearts of men, yet no man can see its beginning to its end. A.W. Tozer was a man who God just set eternity into his spirit. And the things that he would write, if you've never read his books, I encourage you, get his books. They'll blow you away. But I want to give you this quote tonight. This is a powerful quote. He said, he said while it looks like everything is out of control. Now, A.W. Tozer's in heaven, but he's still speaking tonight. While it looks like everything is out of control, behind the scenes... There is a God who has not surrendered his authority. Now that's where we're anchored. You understand? The just shall live by faith. That's where we're anchored. God hasn't surrendered his authority, nor will he reject his covenant that he has made with America. The men and women of God who made covenant unto God, God will not reject it. We've got too many covenants, too many sacred moments of men and women pledging the destiny of this nation unto the Lord our God. And we are still one nation under God, indivisible with liberty and justice for all. I want to read you a scripture out of Psalm 73. I'm in the Passion Translation still. You all right? Everybody okay? Those of you online, are you all right? Are you okay? All right, good. Seventy-three. I'm beginning in verse 9. Loud mouths. <laughs> Loud mouths. Is it behind me? Here we go. You coming with me? Loud mouths with no fear of God, pretending to know it all. Windbags full of hot air, impressing only themselves. If the people come, keep coming back to listen to more of their nonsense. They tell their cohorts, <laughs> oh, God will never know. See, he has no clue of what we're doing. These are the wicked ones that I'm talking about. They never have to lift a finger, living a life of ease while their riches multiply. Have I been foolish to play by the rules and keep my life pure? Remember, David is contemplating this. Have you ever contemplated? Have you ever watched the wicked schemers just go on and go on, and it looks like they've got all the favor? And here David is watching this, and he's, he's measuring out the metrics of his life and going, uh, huh, okay, well, I've kept myself pure before God, and how's this going to work out? You ever felt like that? 
I play by the rules. Here I am suffering under your discipline day after day. I feel like I'm being punished all day long. If I had given in to my pain and spoken what I was really feeling, it would have sounded like unfaithfulness to the next generation. Oh, my God. That is what is hitting me right now. David was the one who said in Psalm 73, verse 17 and 18, he said, oh, God, he said, you have been with me from the days of my youth. You have trained me. I have seen your wondrous hands, and you've been with me all the days of my youth. But now I cry out to you, Lord, now that I am old and gray-headed, do not forsake me until I declare your strength to this generation and your power to all those who are yet to come. What am I saying to you? He had the next generation in his spirit. That's what he was living for. Even when God said, you're not going to be able to build this tabernacle, your son's going to do it. And what did he do at that season? In that season of, the, of his life, he began to build and put together in storehouses everything that would be needed to build the, the tabernacle. Why? Because he had the next generation in his spirit. He lived generationally. He was thinking generationally. He was processing generationally. I'm telling you, I'm carrying this right now. What is the burden of the Lord on the church right now for the next generation? We, we have so conceded for decades of murdering our own babies in the United States of America. Almost being compliant to it because of the death of our silence. Now, the sleeping giant is starting to awaken. Denounce it. Repent of it. Repenting of our silence. But something else is going on. I'm wondering, are we carrying the burden for the next generation? We have a man who has pledged himself to make sure seven and eight-year-old kids get sex changes. Cut their genitals off. I'll make, I'll make rights for that. I'll make provisions for that. I'll see that that happens. Filthy. He's so filthy. He's so demonic. Wicked. Wicked. And now we have the prophets apologizing. Now we're to back him. It's time. It's not time until God says. It ain't time to do anything. It ain't time to do anything until God tells you to do it. When I try to understand it all, I just couldn't. It was too puzzling. It was too much of a riddle to me. But then one day... I was brought into the sanctuaries of God. And in the light of his glory, my distorted perspective vanished. Then I understood that the destiny of the wicked is near. 
future does not belong to the God, make, the God mockers and the God haters. The future belongs to God's righteous. Then I understood the destiny of the wicked is near. They're the ones who are on a slippery path. And God will suddenly let them slide off into their destruction to be consumed with terrors forever. This is the word of the Lord. It'll be in an instant end to all their lives of ease. In the blink of an eye, in the blink of an eye, they'll be swept away by sudden calamity. They're all nothing more than momentary monarchs, soon to disappear like a dream when one awakes. When the rooster crows, Lord God, you'll despise their life of fantasies. This is strong. This is strong. You know what I'm believing for in this hour? I'm believing for the divine acts of Almighty God. We have done all that we can do. We have prayed. We have fasted. We're still fasting. <laughs> We've done all that we can do. Some of my dear friends are in Washington, D.C. right now doing more. While I stand on this platform, I know where they're at right now, and I know what they're doing. They're not apologizing either. They're still doing the work of the Lord. God. God has not led us to a dead end. I want to say to you tonight, get prepared. Get prepared for whatever might come next. This is serious stuff. This is serious hours. You notice how life is changing? I mean, it is changing quick, quickly, rapidly. Rapidly. Get prepared. Use your stimulus check wisely. I wrote that down early this morning in preparation. Use your stimulus check wisely. I want to give you some good news tonight. God is raising up many deliverers for America right now. God is raising up deliverers for the United States of America right now. As this evil has come in to overtake, to oppress, God is raising up mighty deliverers. Many true messengers are going to come forth, and they won't be prophets of compromise. I want to put this back in your mind tonight and in your heart. You remember months ago, I said to you, Moses, what was he doing after he fled? What was he doing after he fled as he connected to Jethro? He was a shepherd. Moses was a shepherd. Just like David, he had fled from the bondage, the corruption of Egypt, and he had fled. He killed the Egyptian. All, all the contradictions that were going on on the inside of him for his own identity finally explodes. He kills an Egyptian, finds out who he really is, explodes, flees Egypt. Now he's there. 
in the wilderness, a shepherd. But all the while, God was grooming a shepherd to become a national deliverer. I'm telling you, God is grooming people, even in this room, for this hour. We were born for this hour. I know, I know I was born for this hour. God is going to raise up mighty deliverers and messengers to deliver this nation from wicked, vile evil. And it's going to be called out. It's going to be called out. Listen, most of you understand, we've been in a civil war even within the church. There has been a weeding out of the wheat and the tares for a long time. The compromised, fake, phony church is being flushed down the toilet right now. All of their peanuts and popcorn and their garbage. Garbage. And thank God, I've lived to see the day. I've preached in... Pastor Mark's church for 21 years. But can I tell you, of of all the hundreds, Pastor, all the hundreds of churches I've preached in, crowds of uh, 150 like this, or crowds of 1,500, or crowds of 5,000, wherever I went when I was preaching, I will tell you, there were very few when I walked in that they even had a prayer room. They had a green room, but they didn't have a prayer room. There's no prayer going on. There was no fire. There was no burning furnace. There were slaps on the back. Brother Gibbs, (laughs) so glad you're here. Don't preach as long as you did last time. My God, my people can't endure it. There was no prayer going on. There was no burning altar. There was no burning altar. I've I've preached in so many dead churches throughout the country. You'd be shocked. I told you about one last week. I was preaching, and a guy in the back had a heart attack. The EMS team came. They carried out five rows of people before they found the right guy. It was dead. What am I saying to you? I'm saying to you the atmosphere of the church has been so dismal, so out of touch with the glory and the fire of God, can't even handle a real word from God, can't even handle real burning messengers from God. They can't handle it. But I've lived long enough now to see the day. I'm almost 50 years old. I can't believe it. It's amazing. I'm almost 50. But now, I know, Mark, you're laughing. You're like, you're such a young buck. You're still a young buck, Brother Gibbs. Things are about to change radically. I don't know what's going to happen the rest of this year. I don't know how, I don't know how we're going to have to do church. We had a family meeting last night at the Gibbs house. And we talked about being very flexible and adaptable to the will of God. We talked about continually asking the Holy Spirit for his strategy forward. And you're going to have to do that. My friend, you're going to have to do that. Gather your family. Get yourself in prayer. Do this fast. God, give me the strategy for the way. For the way. And remember, the word of the Lord is proceeding. God speaks and then he speaks again. And then he speaks again. And then he speaks again. Abraham, take your son. 
to the top of the mountain that I will tell you and sacrifice him unto me. They get to the top of the mountain. What happens? God speaks again. Don't touch the boy. Well, God told me to do it. If you don't hear, you can kill your own promise. God spoke again. And then God will speak again. And God will speak again. It's called the preceding word of God. I get that out of the book of Revelation. The river of God ever proceeds forth from the throne of God. And everywhere it goes, it brings forth life. You have to hear the preceding word of God. What is God saying now? I can tell you right now, God ain't, God ain't speaking to me and telling me it's time to concede. It's time. It's, son, it's time. It's time to lift your anchor. You believe me, but hey, hey, hey. Things have changed. There's a new sheriff in town. It's time to just buck up. You know what I'm doing in this fast? I'm saying, God, I want to see biblical, biblical acts of your hand and power. Power and fire. Show us your glory. Show us your glory. That's what I'm praying. I'm praying over President Donald Trump even now. His finest days of his presidency of this first term could be right now. Right now. Even by what we prayed in this room right now. So ask the Holy Spirit, how do I get prepared? How do I get prepared physically? How do I get prepared emotionally, spiritually, Physically, financially, how do I get myself prepared? I'm going to close with this scripture tonight. And then we're going to, we're going to transition, not yet, gentlemen. We're going to transition off of live stream, and this room is going to become a prayer room. We're going to change the whole format. If you can stay, great. If you, if you don't, that's okay. People have schedules. People, people have lives. There's no condemnation to those that leave. No one's going to look sideways at you or cross-eyed at you. Oh, what's wrong with them? They're a spiritual pirate. I want you to look at Psalm 91 tonight. Psalm 91. You have to decree this over your life and your family in this hour. There could be orders that are being given right now while I'm standing on this stage that is shifting the United States of America before we even get home tonight. Declare this over your family. Declare this over your life and your home. You know what's powerful? I'm thinking about Moses tonight. This is the psalm of Moses. Psalm 91 is the psalm of Moses. It's amazing how it sets it into real context when you read and you declare Psalm 91. I'm reading out of the New King James Version tonight. Psalm 91. Y'all with me tonight? Everybody good? I'm just going to take a breather for about 20 seconds. He who dwells 
in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress, my God, in whom I will trust. Surely He shall deliver you from the snare of the fowler, from the perilous pestilence. He shall cover you with His feathers. And under his wings you shall take refuge. His truth shall be your shield and your buckler. You shall not be afraid of the terror by night. You need to decree that tonight. I shall not be afraid of the terror by night, nor of the arrows or the arrow that flies by day, nor of the pestilence that walks in darkness, nor of the destruction that lays waste at noonday. A thousand may fall at your side, ten thousand at your right hand, but it shall not come near you. Oh, only with your eyes will you look and see the reward of the wicked. Because you have made the Lord who is my refuge, even the most high, your dwelling place. No evil shall befall you, nor shall any plague come near your dwelling. I'm, I'm going to put this on pause for just a second. Oh, there's a new strand. There's a new strand on the horizon. You better get afraid. This is a doozy. And now there's another strand. And we can't even keep up with it. Now there's another strand. And we don't have vaccines to keep up with it. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Are you hearing what I'm saying? Nor shall any plague come near your dwelling. For he shall give his angels charge over you. To keep you in all your ways. In their hands they shall bear you up. Lest you dash your foot against a stone. Isn't that awesome? The angels of God are bearing us up. We're in their grip. They're surrounding us. They go before us. They're our rear guard. They surround us. They envelop us like a shield. What a glory. To keep you in all your ways. And in their hands they shall bear you up lest you dash your foot against the stone. You shall tread on the lion and the cobra, the young lion and the serpent. You shall trample underfoot. Because he has set his love upon me. That's you and I. God has set his love upon us. My friend, God has set his love upon you. Wow. Therefore, I will deliver him. I will set him on high because he has known my name. And it comes with this epic crescendo here at the mountaintop. He shall call on me and I will answer. The ecclesia, the church that Jesus is building, that the gates of hell can't prevail against. They shall call out, and I'll answer. You'll call, I'll answer. You call, I'll answer. God is a God of promises, ladies and gentlemen. When you, when you make a promise, you, you create hope. But when you keep a promise, you create trust. And that is why his name is called Faithful and True. 
You'll call on me, I'll answer. You'll call on me, I'll answer. I will be with you in trouble. I will deliver you and I will honor you. I will deliver you and I will honor you. With long life, I will satisfy you and I'll show you my salvation. Isn't God good? Isn't God good? He's our covenant-keeping God. He's the everlasting God. He's the faithful, everlasting God. He's the covenant keeper. He's not a man that he should lie, neither the son of man that he should repent. If he said it, he will do it. That's the word of the Lord. We have a God who is believable. Let God be true. And every man a liar. Tonight, rather than having you stand, just put your Bibles aside. I'd like you just to put your hands out in front of you to receive from the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord. We just receive, Father. We just receive. We drink in your word tonight. We drink in your word. We drink in your word. Thank you for your ministry, Holy Spirit. Thank you for the power and the anointing on the word of God, the word of life. Your words are spirit and they are life. Hallelujah. Lord, all of my brothers and my sisters in this room, all of my friends, I thank you for them. I thank you for the children in our nurseries tonight, my precious wife and kids church tonight and leaders and and servants and security around the campus, those that serve so faithfully. Father, I just lift us before you tonight. I declare and I believe, Lord, you're going to give us the strategy for every week and for every month, for every day, every week, every month of 2021, that we will walk in step with you. There will be a synchronization of our steps with you. And our steps shall be ordered of the Lord. Our steps shall be ordered. They shall be bathed in butter, as Job said, dripping with favor. Dripping with favor and anointing in step with you, in sync with you. So, Lord, set us into alignment with your heart and your agenda. I declare we will not be overcome by fear. We won't be intimidated. We will trust you with our lives, Lord. We will yield to your spirit. Or when you say to sacrifice, we will sacrifice. When you call out and say, be obedient to my voice, we will be obedient to your voice. You are our great shepherd, Jesus. And your sheep hear your voice. Hear your voice. And the voice of a stranger they will not follow. Oh, yeah, Lord. I bless you to hear the voice of the Lord. I bless you tonight to be strengthened in your fast and nourished by the Holy Spirit in your fast tonight. We also pray, Lord, for divine encounters with you. Mighty heavenly encounters with you. Encounters with your heavenly angels, messenger angels, warring angels, Lord. Right now, 
I'm declaring this over me and Bren and every one of our friends right here, all of our partners throughout the country, those that are online right now, I'm declaring it over your life. Divine protection, provision, provision from God. Every resource, every secret resource that you have need of coming out of the reservoirs of heaven. Dumping on your life that God celebrates you as a faithful son, a faithful man of God, a faithful woman of God. That God celebrates you in heaven and celebrates you in the earth in 2021. Though we see the wicked perishing, we will see the righteous rising. So I say be blessed. Be blessed. Look at me. Tell me to be blessed. Be blessed. Be blessed. Lester Summerall, he would pray over people. How many of you know who Lester Summerall is? A mighty general who's in the cloud of witnesses in heaven. He would gather ministries. He'd walk up to them. I'm not going to smack you hard. And he'd just smack them. And he'd say, be blessed. A mentor in my life told me about a story about his father-in-law who was drowning in ministry. Hurt, wounded, disheveled, everything. Lester Summerall walked up to him and smacked him and said, be blessed. And from that moment, that man's life was transformed. His ministry was never the same. People say, hey, would you pray for me? Just try it out. Just say, yeah, I'll pray for you. Be blessed. That's all you're going to pray? Yeah, you got it. That's it. You got it. You received it. I'm telling you, be blessed. Be blessed. Be a blessing. Guys, walk in wisdom. Walk in the counsel of the Lord. Walk humbly. Don't get into the scuttlebutt of fighting in the, in the body of Christ. Don't do it. Don't do it. Let people say what they want. Let people say what they want. We're all going to stand before the Lord and be in heaven together. And some of us are going to be scratching our head and going, oh, wow, I, I might need to rethink that one. Right? Just be confident in what God has said and what God will continue to say to you. Be blessed. Amen. Be safe. Be smart. Amen. It's been a great night. It's been a really powerful night. I'm glad you didn't go up to the keyboard. You need to just stay right here with your wife. It's really been a mighty night. Love you all. Brennan, Brennan and I love you. We do. We, we love you. We love you. It's going to be an extraordinary, I know, it's going to be an extraordinary year. Extraordinary year. I think you know this by now. You're in a good house. You're in a safe house. You're not going to be hearing goofy messages. Let me tell you, let me tell you, I keep my finger on the pulse of the churches in this region. I watch. I listen. There's some churches, there's some churches in this region, the last six weeks, they've been, they've been doing um, at the movies again, showing Nacho Libre, Karate Kid, 
talking about things you can learn out of those powerful movies. Can't even break open the Bible. It's pitiful. It's pitiful where we're at. But not where we're at. We're the ecclesia that Jesus is building. All that garbage is getting flushed down the toilet. Who knows? I mean, who knows what, what we, we need a building. Who knows what's going to happen? There might be a lot of buildings just coming available. Hey, uh, Brother Gibbs, we heard that uh, might be a lot of buildings just coming available. <laughs> who knows? Who knows what God's going to do? Keep decreeing that, too. Keep decreeing our miracle building. And we have a prophetic word that we've been fighting our promise with. It's a promise from God. What would you say back there? That's right. It will be done. Say it again, church. It will be done. We're going to reap a hundredfold in the day of famine. Hundredfold. We're going to see it. And God will get all the glory. God will get all the glory. Every good and perfect gift that comes down from our Father of lights, He'll get all the glory for it this year. We know it's not us. It's Christ in us, the hope of glory. He'll get all the glory. And Christ in you is the hope of this generation. Turn to someone right now. Tell them Christ in you is the hope of this generation. And the generations that are yet to come. I'm saying it to you, Josiah. I'm saying it to you, buddy. Listen, we love you. We bless you. Normally, we open the altars. If you want to come and linger tonight in the altars, do it. Spend time with God. We're not going to be praying for anybody, laying hands on anyone tonight. We do that a lot. But tonight, the altars are just open. Seek the Lord. And we're going to turn the page now, and we're going to go into prayer. And uh, Nathan, we're good. You can shut the live stream off, and we're just going to go into prayer tonight for our nation for the leadership of our nation, and things are going to shift, okay? So those of you that have to leave, we love you. We bless you. I'll give you a formal benediction. Hallelujah. Have you ever wondered what the Pope says when he walks out that window to greet everybody? He says, hey, you kids, get off the lawn. I read lips so good, Janique. I read lips. Hey, you kids, get off the lawn. We're going <laughs> We're going to go into a time of prayer. So if you can stay and Cody if if you're good to now hop on the keyboard and uh, we're just going to turn this into however long we go tonight in prayer for our country. So we bless you. Good night everybody. Thank you for listening to Victory Church of His Presence Sermon of the Week. For more information, go to our website at victoryfla.com or download the Victory FLA app.